This episode brought to you by DoorDash, the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. try hard with you at all i mean you're the spongebob movie everybody loves spongebob i don't have to put any extra effort into reviewing you you said it poochie kittens welcome tamra help me what is it critic i can do that too the hell is that isn't he Phantom Strider guy from YouTube? Yeah, but I didn't think he was literally a phantom! Well, that's just how my videos work. I can appear in front of any footage. Watch this. Hello. Ah! And for my next trick, I'll appear in front of Tamra. This is too crazy. I'm gonna get out of here. No, Tamra, wait! Well, this is new. I'm calling William Peter Blatty. What, you have his number? I don't. I'm just guessing. Hold on, critic. I heard you were gonna review the SpongeBob movie. Well, yes, Phantom... Chambers? Well, as a Spongebob expert, I think you'll find there's more to it than you thought. Released almost 20 years ago in 2004, the Spongebob movie was originally supposed to be the season finale of the entire show. But because it was so popular, Nickelodeon ordered several more seasons. And then it wrapped up shortly after, right? Yeah, not so much. The director and the creator of the series, Steven Hilberg, wasn't interested in doing more episodes past three seasons, so he split ways with Nickelodeon after the film came out. In many respects, this is the ending of Spongebob, as some people, including myself, believe that all the episodes after season three take place before the movie. So the new Spongebob episodes are kinda like watching the Star Wars prequels? Yeah, some fans would agree with that in more ways than one. Wow, I didn't know any of that. I honestly thought it was just a silly movie for kids. Well, uh, I mean, it is, but in other ways, it's more than that. It's part of an iconic history that's still being written today. Yet, interestingly, we know the conclusion to it. I mean, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess it does make the film a little different. Why don't you let him help out with the review? Yeah, come on, critic. There's a ton we can talk about. Okay, but can you unpossess Tamra? I feel like I'm watching an Australian episode of Boss Burgers or something. Righto. I feel like I'm crowded and alone at the same time. I hear SpongeBob can help with that. Really? Or make it worse. Cool! Well, you two sit right over there and pretend like you're watching us review this. Oh boy! I can't wait to be a silent observer for 20 to 30 minutes! <laughs> Let's go back to 2004, what many call the height of cinematic comedies. You mean animated comedies? White Chicks isn't animated. Are you sure? No. Let's take a look at the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. We've been with an intro from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Eh. And the funny thing is, this opening could serve more as the movie's trailer than the actual movie itself. To the SpongeBob movie! <laughs> but then we wouldn't get one of my favorite teasers ever that somehow works in Das Boot, Crimson Tide, and Hunt for Red October. Captain. For a second, I thought I heard heard more. I thought I heard singing, sir. That's clearly something only an adult would get, and I kinda gotta love a Spongebob teaser. It has the line, what the hell, the mother of God in it. What the hell is it? 
mother of God. I really respect that for a Nickelodeon movie, they could have just computer generated the background, the ship, everything, but they didn't. They actually went the extra mile to film these pirates dancing and singing at sea, despite it having no impact on the plot. What the hell are you talking about? The reveal that the Usher is the landlord's daughter from Spider-Man 2 reveals what snack they're gonna have while watching the film. The introduction of Spongebob is also slightly unusual. He's not introduced like most characters trying to ease in newcomers. He's introduced almost like any other episode. He has a dream about becoming a manager, then just gets up and goes to work. I guess when you think about it, explaining the show's setup could make things even more confusing. Yeah, I don't think anyone entering this film is unfamiliar with who Spongebob is. They didn't need to set up a deep, self-contained narrative for critics to enjoy it. Like, I guess some movies were supposed to? Mr. Krabs will announce the new manager! Spongebob is excited because Mr. Krabs is opening a new restaurant called the Krusty Krab 2. And he assumes he's gonna be named manager. Well, let's ask my wall of 374 consecutive Employee of the Month Award! Interesting side note, this would mean that Spongebob has been working at the Krusty Krab for 31 years. Assuming he started working at 14, that would make Spongebob roughly 45. So you can understand him wanting that promotion. Dude, I'm 41. If he has that amount of relentless energy, I assure you he's cooking more than Krabby Patties. Well, he is in his underwear the whole time. Speaking of which, I'm not a fan when they show his ass. I'm not a prude, I just don't like imagining what kind of sponge shits come out of this character. Actually, scientists say sea sponges release excrement through their mouths, so if you really want to get grossed out... I'm good, buddy, I'm good. Congratulations, buddy! Now, how a starfish releases excrement is Stop through their- Stop giving this crowd stuff to Google! I have to tell you something, Squidward. Whatever it is, can't it wait until we get to work? There's no shower at work. The look on Squidward's face is one of shock, but also one of adding up the evidence. The new restaurant is officially opened, as all of Bikini Bottom turns out for the ceremony. Congratulations, Mr. Krabs. Hello! I like money! Ah, it's a Disney location. I've never even had one customer! Customer! Plankton, who wants the Krabby Patty formula to take over the world. This was a bit of a thing in the 90s. Tries to set up a diabolical scheme to have more people eat at his restaurant. Plan Z, here it is! Oh. Oh. Ew, apparently there's a rule 34 of Plan Z. I think I stepped in something. You know, just because there's no blood doesn't mean it's not gruesome to watch. Spongebob doesn't make manager though, because Mr. Krabs says he's just not mature enough. What I'm trying to say is, you're just a kid. A kid? Didn't we establish he's like 45? Well, Spongebob, in many respects, is meant to be ageless. But he has an age, it's 45! Yeah, but reality's kind of flexible here. I tend to think he's an adult who acts like a kid in spirit. No, I can't accept that. How can someone in his 40 still be considered a kid? Now let's continue to watch Spongebob the movie like grown adults. Okay. SpongeBob! <laughs> this film is very ass-based. Whatever floats his boat. I'm not kink-shaming. Meanwhile, we cut to King Neptune, voiced by Jeffrey Tambor, and his daughter Mindy, played by Scarlett Johansson, who apparently loved being in the movie because she was a big fan of weird cartoons, particularly ones like Ren and Stimpy. What does this crown do? Covers your bald spot. It's not bald. It's thinning. 
She was actually so dedicated to the role that she even voiced Mindy in the video game. Find a way out of here, get past the Cyclops, and back to the Krusty Krab 2. I also like the detail that she's meant to look like a fairly regular person, as opposed to a super dolled up princess. Well, that's because they thought they were getting the other Ghost World actress. So, you have confessed to the crime of touching the king's crown. Is that supposed to be a euphemism for something? Now, Critic, this is a cartoon for children. See you next Tuesday! Most of the time. 20 years in the dungeon it is! Daddy! Mindy tries to encourage her father to be nicer, but when his crown is stolen by Plankton, he goes full king mode to find it. Meanwhile, SpongeBob spends what should have been his celebration party as a new manager, sulking in sorrows at Bikini Bottom's version of Chuck E. Cheese. He's a goofy goober, you know. I'm a goofy goober, yeah. You're a goofy goober, yeah. Fun fact, this is how most adults view SpongeBob when it first came out. Waiter! Two more, please! Waiter! I always found it kind of strange seeing SpongeBob get drunk on ice cream here. Maybe he's just having a dramatic sugar crash? Oh, you just haven't been having the right ice cream. The king pulls up to the Krusty Krab 2, searching for his crown. Have this pole executed at once. Okay, huge missed opportunity. They should have shown that pole getting executed. Oh, well, you haven't seen the sequels yet. Do they do it there? No, but in the announced SpongeBob Movie 25, I hear the pole gets a good arc. I stole your crown, sign you Queen Krabs! I'm on to you, Krabs! You have stolen the royal crown, you cannot deny! Now he's showing more investment than Javier Bardem as King Triton. Plankton frames Mr. Krabs for stealing the crown and, say it with me, is frozen, frozen today! today. SpongeBob says he can get his crown back so he can continue to cover up his bald head. Bald! Bald! Oh, bald, 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 bald. Has anyone else noticed that both Spongebob movies 1 and 3 are about a villain being bald? Feels like a rather strange trope. I for one am offended. This is clearly an agenda to show bald people are hideous monsters. Oh, come on, Critic. You think everyone reacts to your bald head the same way these characters do? I'll pretend I'm not crying inside. They're told the crown is in Shell City, so Spongebob volunteers to get it in order to save Mr. Krabs. I love too that only now does Squidward actually notice something is going on. <laughs> Mr. Krabs! That must have been quite an article on bikes he was reading. Here, take this. It's a magical bag of winds. Open the bag of winds and you'll be blown back home. If this is all sounding familiar, by the way, that's because this is loosely based on Homer's Odyssey. The Bag of Winds, the Cyclops, even a Siren all make appearances as a send-up to one of the greatest quests ever written. Yes, but do the clan make an appearance like in O Brother Where Art Thou? Well, technically no, but if the Krusty Krabs opened a tenth location, it would look a little iffy. They hop aboard the paddy wagon, and I was gonna say I really want this thing to exist, but it already does, doesn't it? Too many to count. And they make their way to Shell City, going past the county line. You two dipsticks ain't gonna last ten seconds over the county line! Actually, I'm not too far off as they immediately get carjacked. Spongebob just doesn't have much luck with burgers and theft. Yeah, right. Wait, why is that right? Because Burger King had several of their giant Spongebob balloons stolen. In ten different states, their giant promotional inflatables were taken. Some even received ransom notes demanding ten Krabby Patties for their return. Many sold on eBay for as much as $1,000. Burger King even offered a year's supply of Whoppers for anyone who could get them back. Wow, it's like the Capitol Hill riot, only intentionally funny. Summer is finally here. You should travel. Travel to DoorDash. 
There's so much beautiful scenery at DoorDash. It's finally time for pool parties, backyard barbecues, and outdoor adventures. And with a Dash Pass membership with DoorDash, you can get your best summer with members-only offers, drops, and events. Now through July 19th. Travel to the beautiful country of DoorDash today. Flights are cheap because it's an app. And with Summer Dash Pass, you'll enjoy $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on all eligible orders, making it easier and more affordable than ever to stock up on all your favorite summertime essentials. Care to see the sunrise with DoorDash? That's weird. You're weird. But you're hungry weird and weird hungry. Why not get access to thousands of offers nationwide, ensuring that this summer is one to remember? Where the hell even is this? Be better with DoorDash, I bet. So kick back, relax, and let Dash Pass help you experience the best of your neighborhood for less. Look at that beautiful castle in the kingdom of DoorDash. You better see it quick before somebody eats it up. Cause DoorDash is about food, it's not a place. And I don't know why you thought that. Cause Summer at Dash Pass is a once a year event you don't want to miss. Thanks to the chance to get special access to members only events, whether you're into sports, music, or just great snacks, you can get ready to lower your costs and raise the bar this summer with limited edition drops and exclusive items to level up all season long. Wanna just get away from everything? I mean like everything? Go to a different planet? DoorDash has a planet. It's filled with DoorDash people. Here's what the God on Planet DoorDash experiencing a summer like no other. Best of your best summer. I said that last sponsorship still sounds weird. With a Dash Pass membership from DoorDash today. Sign up for Dash Pass now and you'll get your first month free. Plus, when you use our promo code, get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your next Dash Pass order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code MOVIETIMESUMMER. That's 50% off when you spend $10 or more on your next Dash Pass order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code MOVIETIMESUMMER. Don't forget that's code MOVIETIMESUMMER for 50% off your next order. Subject to change, terms apply. Yeah, I still suck at ending these, so... Doug plays God of War for the first time every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. Plankton sells Krabby Patties at his restaurant along with a free bucket helmet that's secretly going to brainwash everyone. He also calls an assassin named Dennis to stop SpongeBob and Patrick in their tracks. Sesame Seed. Kill frogs. Actually, he's voiced by Alec Baldwin. I guess it makes sense. Hard to say many of us aren't afraid of him. SpongeBob, look! Our car! They find their car but notice the keys are missing so they go into the bar to try and get him. But they get distracted by King Bubbles! <laughs> I can't find much to comment on with this one. Just bubbles. Just bubbles, next scene. The thugs figure out someone's not tough enough to be in the bar, so SpongeBob and Patrick figure a way out. DJ, time for the test! <laughs> Actually, it's a Goofy Goober song to see if anyone sings along with it. But luckily, two other people are Goofy Goober fans as well, and they sing before they do. Goofy Goofy Goober Goober, yeah! Yeah, into the dip with them. Not everything is film clips. Everything is film clips! They get the key and make their way to probably my favorite joke in the movie, driving past a series of skulls that only keep adding up more and more the closer they get to the obvious threat. I don't think Return of the King has this big a body count. 
Patrick's underreaction is also pretty hilarious. Nah, he's just underselling it because he's about to become a meme. Ah, uh, yes. Needs a little bit more pointing, but aside from that, it'll give me. And just as the two of them are ready to give up, Mindy arrives. Hey, wait a minute. If she can make it that far, why doesn't she get the crown? I guess because Teenage Mutant Velma Meg wasn't as good a title. I strongly dis... Okay, I kind of agree now. She shows them that Bikini Bottom has been taken over by Plankton. But SpongeBob and Patrick think they can't save the day because they're just kids. A couple of kids could never survive this journey. That's why I guess I'll just have to turn you into men. Uh, which version of this are we watching again? She claims to use mermaid magic to turn them into men and tricks them into thinking they grew mustaches. Only 51 minutes into the film, I think we can have our first song. And a pretty memorable one too. Now that we're men, we got a man. Huh, I kind of thought the big song sequence would include more of the characters like Squidward, Sandy, or Mrs. Puff. Where are those characters anyway? Well, you're not the only one to have noticed their absence. While technically in the movie, the side characters were cut down quite a bit to keep the focus on SpongeBob and Patrick. Sandy even had a story where she returns to the surface and transforms into a real squirrel, causing Patrick to vomit repeatedly. She was going to be chased by Men in Black and help Spongebob and Patrick get home near the end. But it was cut due to Nickelodeon saying they didn't like Sandy as a fugitive, and Patrick vomiting was too gross even for Spongebob. Did they see some of the later episodes? Honestly, my guess would be no. Spongebob and Patrick are captured by a Scooby-Doo villain who they call the Cyclops. I personally think this is the French narrator from the show, as a very similar looking diver is shown to be friends with Sandy in the episode Feral Creatures. Ah, Sandy Cheeks, how is it hanging? Honestly, that would be pretty funny as all his Jacques Gusteau style exploring was all just to put googly eyes on dead marine life. Well, at least he didn't jump scare us this time. He was a real jerk in the video game. SpongeBob and Patrick are literally left out to dry as it suddenly becomes a Pixar film and they have to confront death. We did all right for a couple of goofballs. <laughs> so I'll admit I've been liking the movie fine, but for the most part, it hasn't been that cinematic. Most of the shots in the film honestly just kind of look like shots from the show. It's almost hard to tell the difference. When the diver appears though, that's when it starts to look and feel like a movie. A much more threatening conflict is introduced and shot in a way that looks and feels like it's on a larger scale. And for a Spongebob movie, this does get a little grim. Even the pirates in the theater start tearing up. That's the end of Spongebob! <laughs> Spongebob coming to an end. This is clearly a work of fiction. Their tears manage to short-circuit the power though, causing the sprinklers to turn on and bring all the sea creatures back. Because real life. Let's get that crown! Right! The fish then beat up the diver, resulting in SpongeBob and Patrick retrieving the crown. Do you still have that bag of wins? I sure do. <laughs> Here you go. He found Captain Winky! Critic. Everything is film clips! They mess up using the bag of wins though, so there's only one clear solution. David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff said this actually made him more recognizable to future generations. Many kids didn't grow up watching Knight Rider or Baywatch, but after appearing in this, he said he gets cheered at by younger crowds all the time. 
This whole action sequence is pretty great, as Dennis catches up with our heroes and they have their climax on David Hasselhoff. That sounded wrong. It felt wrong saying it. They actually made a 14-foot Hasselhoff statue for filming these scenes. He recently sold it at an auction for a million dollars. Perhaps the most expensive yet hilarious nightmare fuel ever to be sold. Take it easy back there, fellas. Admittedly though, this scene might have been more epic and surreal if they used this footage. This is a mess. Critic, that's a bit harsh. I know he's better, but come on, doesn't it make more sense he would see SpongeBob and Patrick running around him? He's even eating a Krabby Patty. It's practically its own commercial. In all honesty, though, this does show what a great sense of humor he has, and like I mentioned before, this is all shot much more cinematic. It's like an epic showdown, but on SpongeBob terms. It's easily the most enjoyable part of the movie for me. My crown. It suddenly turns into a zombie movie, though, as after they return the crown, Plankton's minions try to take over. I am just a kid. But that's okay, cause I did what everyone said a kid couldn't do. This certainly isn't a new message in movies, but I have to admit, it really sticks with me. The message is basically, you are who you are, and I think that can be applied to a lot of adults that like Spongebob or kids coming to understand who they are. Spongebob finds that being an adult is not about how mature you act or liking mature things. It's about being a confident, decent person. And bills. It's about forever paying bills. Yeah, that too. It suddenly turns into an 80s music video, because of course it does. It randomly brings DeviantArt to the big screen. And plays by Captain EO rules as both love and music seem to set everybody free. Plankton is somehow defeated by this, and King Neptune agrees to unfreeze Mr. Krabs. What the? I guess I had it set to real boy ending. Well, it does accomplish what two out of three Pinocchio movies didn't accomplish last year. Yeah, he doesn't turn into a real boy in most of those. Kind of odd. Spongebob is finally made into a manager, and the movie ends rather abruptly. Yes, but on the plus side, they do show us the pole getting executed. His little pole family showed up and everything. What is your obsession? Okay, okay, how about another scene with the daughter from Spider-Man 2? Actually, they do have that. You folks have to leave. Say that again, if you dare. You folks have to leave. Okay. It's not great, but the main focus makes it special. And that's basically what many people think of this movie. Okay, nobody sees this as a masterpiece, but it certainly captures a simpler time of watching something laid back and goofy. I've always found something comforting knowing that no matter what they do with SpongeBob in later seasons, this is how it's all gonna wrap up. Steven Helberg ended his run the way he wanted, and nothing can change that. It's got a nice lesson that probably isn't going to change any lives, but it can still be appreciated in its own way. Yeah, I can't pretend this is a film I would watch more than once, but the senior moments are pretty fun to think back on, and it's got a lot of bright and colorful imagery to laugh at. Well, I can't pretend this is going to leave a huge impact on me, for those who grew up with it, I can definitely see why it did for them. And thanks so much to Phantom Strider for helping me out with this review. Hey, no problem, Critic. Glad to be here. But I have to ask, is Tamara gonna be okay? Yeah, why wouldn't she be? It's like I was in control of my body, but I was seeing things in an Australian and also somehow Canadian way. How do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's just Wednesday around here. Okay. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it, so you don't have to. 
See you next Tuesday. Thanks, man. Ow. This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Center for Victims of Torture. I've done this charity a couple times, and there's a reason. I literally cannot think of anything worse. We've used the word torture as a way to emphasize things we don't like to go through, but these are people that have literally gone through the worst things you can imagine. This center heals victims of torture through personal care worldwide, strengthens partners who heal torture survivors, and advocate for the protection and care of torture survivors. Heavy stuff I know, but you can help out. If you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah, you suck, consider checking out this charity anyway. They're wonderful people doing wonderful work, and you can play a big part in helping with the healing.